0: Hello, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Yalakli, and this is today's Tech Briefing.
1: In today's program... Uh, you know, it's, there's so much that needs to be standardized and brought to a platform, and that's where Qualix becomes a very, very robust platform that deeply understands the procurement uh, needed uh, by, by our agribusiness clients. And uh, that's how I believe it's a very, very one-of-a-kind platform in the world today.
0: Let's after these headlines. Google has been fined 500 million euros or $593 million by France's antitrust authority for failing to comply with the regulators' orders on how to conduct talks with the country's news publishers in a row over copyright Reuters reports. The fine comes amid increasing international pressure on online platforms such as Google and Facebook to share more revenue with news outlets. Google must now come up with proposals within the next two months on how it would compensate news agencies and other publishers for the use of their news. If it does not do that, the company would face additional fines of up to 900,000 euros per day, according to the Reuters report. Oppo Research Institute officially released its 6G White Paper, 6G AI Cube Intelligent Networking as one of the telecom industry's first in-depth looks at how artificial intelligence can empower 6G network architecture, the White Paper proposes a more detailed vision for the design of next generation communication networks. OPPO has established a pre-research team to conduct preliminary research on 6G services and technology requirements, key technologies and system features. Emphasis, an information technology solutions provider specializing in cloud and cooperative services has been awarded a U.S. patent for its AI-driven application and infrastructure management solution. The newly issued patent provides a solution for enterprises worldwide to optimize their technology investments through in-depth data analysis. The solution predicts errors and failures of applications and infrastructure and enables preventive maintenance measures. It identifies and predicts standalone as well as chain of events and incidents which lead to failure in technology infrastructure. It provides early warning systems and near real-time device failures prediction using pattern recognition, network evolution, and machine learning and identifies interdependencies, cascading as well as ripple effect between components. Zomato, a food delivery and restaurant discovery service has raised nearly 42 billion rupees from 186 private investors ahead of its IPO opening. The company told the stock exchanges in a statement. Among the investors are New World Fund, Tiger Global Investment Fund, Fidelity Fund, Bailey Gifford Pacific Fund, Morgan Stanley Investment Fund, Canada Pension Plan Investment Fund, Government of Singapore, and Flexi FlexiCap Fund, Economic Times reported. Glance, a lock screen content platform, has 140 million active users in India, in Q1 of 2021, according to Counterpoint Research's quarterly mobile application tracker, customers of big smartphone brands like Xiaomi, including Poco, Samsung, Vivo, and Oppo form a majority of Glance's active user base. Being a pre installed feature in some of the highest selling smartphones in India has helped Glance to reach close to a quarter of all smartphones in the country, it said in a press release. Advances in technologies like computer vision and machine learning and AI algorithms becoming more mainstream are helping startups in multiple fields bring new digital technologies to old problems. I spoke to Taranjit Singh Bhamra whose company Agnext Technologies in Chandigarh is applying both hardware sensors and software programs to change the way food quality is assessed across the entire supply chain. This could mean more transparent transactions for farmers and buyers and better quality food products for consumers. Here's more from the conversation. Taranjeet, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for making time for this. Uh, For people who are uh, not very familiar with Agnext, uh, tell us a bit about uh, how you started it. Uh, What was the problem you were looking to tackle?
1: Thank you so much, Hari, for inviting to to this podcast. Uh, Agnext, Uh, Primarily, the genesis of Agnext was uh, carved uh, long back, maybe 20, 24 years back, uh, when I went to IIT Kharagpur uh, into agriculture engineering, where I really uh, kind of, you know, garnered a lot of uh, information about data being prevalent, but the application of data to improve agriculture, that was missing. Uh, I wanted to start, uh, but didn't have uh, you know much capital or anything for me to start. So I, in the usual way, you know, worked in agriculture for some time in India. Then went to IM Calcutta. Then went abroad for nine years and came back to India to start AgNext with the whole sole purpose of how we can build more data-driven solutions in agriculture and uh, what we wanted to solve as a problem first was that uh, new dataset generations were very much needed uh, to you know remove the subjectivity when a farmer is selling or when an agribusiness is buying. So whenever there is a buyer and a seller intersection in agribusiness, whether it is at a farm gate, whether it is at a warehouse or a factory, uh, what happens is the assessment of the entire, you know, uh, millions and millions of tons and millions and millions of dollars that you spend on that is done very subjectively. Now that leads to a lot of losses uh, for both the buyer and the seller. And both the buyers and the sellers wanted that, you know, can we remove subjectivity? Can we bring something which can replace uh, that subjectivity using data sciences? And uh, that's where Agnix brought in computer vision and spectral sciences, which replaces the way a food is analyzed and a transaction is executed. Now in hindsight uh, that was a, a very very large problem to solve because we started with tea then we went into you know we went into grains, we then went into milk, and went into spices and everywhere we saw that uh, you know there was so much of demand for this technology. but the issue was you know working on this is a very very tough task uh, in terms of, the operations needed to collect the food samples, build the hardware, build the algorithm, make it AI on the edge so that, you know, you are away from all the cloud uh, that you uh, that might not work in agriculture, uh, far flung places. So I think uh, it was a culmination of four five years of effort that Agnix did uh, with very, very deep, um, you know, uh, applications, deep learning applications that we have built. And today we are uh, gaining very fast traction in whichever vertical we had committed ourselves to. That is all thanks to you know our our extreme extreme perseverance and extreme determination in building something much much valuable for our uh, clients. And I think that's where Agnext uh, found its genesis in solving something larger and taking it globally. Uh, and I think we are there where <clears throat> we started India in India but we are now looking to scale globally with the, with our solutions uh,
0: tell us about your uh, main products solutions and services and also if you can talk a little bit about how uh, ai and deep learning actually work in these products and uh, and your platform that will also help
1: sure uh, this is uh, so basically uh, if you have any food in front of you whether it is in form in, in the form of leaf or a or a liquid or a grain or a spice powder, whichever way it is, it is very important uh, that when you are buying, you have the, uh, you know, the, the quality of it. Any transaction that happens, it happens on two axis, the quantity and the quality. The quantity is fairly well-defined in every transaction, but quality is very subjective. So how the technology works is, uh, for example, a grain, if, if somebody is buying, Uh, The grain is just a sample is taken out of the lot and then it is analyzed for what is the, how much amount of that grains that are there, uh, they are broken or they are shriveled or they are damaged or they have foreign material. Now this was done very, very manually. Imagine hundreds of 200 trucks arriving at a warehouse. It was very difficult for somebody to do that. What we did is we used computer vision with artificial intelligence to classify these various parameters and then just take a picture and analyze that instantly on the spot removing all subjectivity so this uh, not only reduced the time but it also increased a uh, huge digitization in the in the entire procurement process which was you know very opaque now that transparency brought in a lot of value uh, to our clients uh, and also ensured that they are buying the right quality which improves definitely the right product, uh, you know, and also helps them to further sell in the value chain. So that was the value that we found with just a simple application of computer vision with, you know, deep uh, learning analysis of uh, analyzing the grains quality. Similarly, when I talk about milk or honey, or we can talk about, you know, a lot of spices where uh, the chemical quality, like curcumin content in turmeric or capsaicin in chili, or fat SNF in protein, all of that is very, very critical for, you know, when you're buying 3 lakh, 4 lakh liters of milk a day, or maybe, you know, for 50 crores or 100 crores of spices in a season. Uh, because, uh, and that is done by just kind of, you know, taking it to a lab, getting it tested, and waiting for 3 4 days for the execution of that uh, you know that transaction to happen now with this technology it can be done instant on the spot in 30 seconds using spectral sciences uh, today we are one of the world leaders in spectral sciences building we have built more than 120 plus uh, algorithms around uh, you know analyzing food and that gives us a massive leverage to now scale globally So it's an application of AI uh, uh, which extracts data from the food in a certain manner, and then analyzes to tell something which was done extremely subjectively or extremely delayed. So that's how these technologies work, which gets now applied wherever there is a buyer-seller intersection happening. And uh, people take our hardware and uh, use it to ensure that the transaction they're doing they are very very transparent and uh, of quality uh, second stages of our growth are using this data streams to create a more stronger robust procurement uh, technology for our clients uh, because clients are now started asking for more uh, than just quality they have just kind of you know can we automate the receivings can we uh, you know get the payment for the suppliers uh, so these are Massive applications of AI, uh, which will be brought in uh, once you have the quality aspect digitized, and that's where Agnext uh, is building one of the world's, I would say, most uh, important technology for uh, our food systems to be more transparent, more safer, and uh, I would say more nutrition based. So that's how this technology gets applied uh, in this in the value chain. Hmm.
0: Uh, tell us a bit about your uh, Qualix platform is that the platform that kind of pulls together all your different solutions in some sense and uh, uh, so maybe also explain it through a couple of uh, customer examples as how
1: they actually use your technologies sure uh, absolutely great um, Hari because you know what we saw is uh, there are patterns of procurement across agriculture commodities. Whether it's a coffee, whether it's a tea, whether it's a spice, whether it's a milk. In fact, uh, just now I I, I, at, at, I started at 2 a.m. in the night, and I was 6 a.m. I was at a at a client site where I was you know watching how the procurement of a certain commodity was happening. What we have seen that there are certain patterns of you know. Uh, uh, procurement that happen and quality plays a very, very important role. So we said that, you know, that those patterns need a software. It needs a certain modules, buying from a farmer, buying from an agent, putting a traceability aspect to it, uh, ensuring that it is all QR coded, uh, ensuring that you have full analytics, you know, from where I'm getting a better quality which regions I should plan for my next, uh, you know, for my next procurement, uh, which agents I should reward. So there are multitude of, you know, analytics that could be built. Uh, because primary C the first larger operation of agribusiness industry is, is a huge budget on procurement. Now, that if that is extremely, uh, you know, written on Excel and written on, uh, you know, just, uh, DTR sheets and stuff, what happens is every every other procurement decision is extremely subjective or left to people. So that is what was the biggest problem that Qualix was solving. I mean, our SpecX series of, you know, hardware, it they solved a massive problem of data collection, putting AI, ingesting AI and analyzing the quality. But the Qualix solved a larger problem of, you know, how you bring the software to it. Of you know uh, onto your operations uh, and and uh, build uh, data analytics into your into your management uh, you know budgeting thought process etc. So I think that's what uh, Qualix r- uh, becomes a very very important tool or a technology platform uh, which integrates so many of you know uh, hardware and technology together. We are doing NIR, which is near infrared or spectral. We are integrating computer vision devices uh, uh, various you know of various kinds we are uh, shortly uh, getting into NMR which is magnetic resonance devices uh, then we are getting into sound AI which will be very important uh, at few of our client locations when they are procuring so that that's an AI application based on sound so, uh, you know, there's so much that needs to be standardized and brought to a platform. And that's where Qualix becomes a very, very robust platform that deeply understands the procurement uh, needed uh, by, by our agribusiness clients. And uh, that's how I believe that it's a very, very one of a kind platform in the world today, uh, which speaks, uh, which gives you a 360 analysis of, of the food. Uh, which ensures that all your procurement needs are met using that uh solution so yeah and we are constantly improving we are uh, one of one of our major major work that is happening is uh, we are we are bringing a lot of uh, robotic uh, automation into this entire procurement uh, through a lot of ai that will be ingested in the next 2 years so yeah, very exciting for us to build Qualix and uh, make it as a standard uh, product uh, for a lot of procurement that happens uh, throughout the world. Mm.
0: Uh, y- y- if you can name a couple of your biggest customers, that would be great. But if you if that's confidential, uh, even if you can give us uh, a good generic description of the kind of customers who are using your technologies, uh, that will give us a sense of how your work is being used. Sure.
1: Uh, I cannot name, but I can tell, uh, I mean, uh, right from day one, uh, when we started, we were very, we are very thankful that we were able to build uh, very strong associations because we are, we are in, we, we were in a data play. Uh, we, we AI needs data and in agriculture, data needs, you know, associations because you cannot just sit in one place and collect all the data. So we were very thankful right from day one when we, you know, merged with various, uh You know, I would say um, industry bodies with whom we worked, uh, whether it is in tea or feed or, you know, other grains that we worked in, but uh, that, that kind of gave a lot of confidence because we were never ready with the product right from day one. AI has to be built. It has to be, you know, the operations have to be done and a lot of algorithm has to be developed. So I think in that journey, uh, we garnered the top-notch in every vertical that we went into. So, for example, in feed, we are working with India's largest uh, feed company. Uh, now they have taken, um, asked us to deliver it all over India or across the locations. Uh, in spices, we are working with leading names in spices. Uh, we started with curcumin, but now we are getting into chili and uh, pepper and you know, other things, uh, other spices. Similarly, when I talk about Milk, we are working with two, three very, very large companies. And uh, there, are, there are at least 20 more uh, in the medium range who uh, are deploying our technologies. Uh, a very interesting pattern is all the startups uh, and, you know, uh, who, are, who are in the supply chain or delivering direct to customers, they are very much willing to work with us. Uh, because uh, it solves a massive, massive problem for them and ensures that the profitability is retained by right quality and the right, you know, transparency and procurement. So we are working with a uh, few, uh, I would say, uh, startups as well uh, with a Pan-India association with them. And uh, similarly, when I talk about grains, we are working with public bodies. We are in more than, more than 700, 800 locations with, uh, you know, uh, Private and public bodies who are who are uh, you know um, given us their entire mandate to ensure that the, what they're buying is of of a certain quality that uh, goes into the system. Similarly, we are expanding internationally. Uh, we started with Indonesia, more than four hundred locations, uh, but now we are looking at Southeast Asia. We are looking at Middle East. Uh, we, we, we are looking at other geographies also to you know expand our technology.
0: Hmm. Uh, lastly, uh, if you look at all the emerging uh, technologies, which are slowly becoming mainstream, uh, increased uh, mobile internet, uh, cloud computing now pretty much mainstream, AI becoming mainstream. Uh, and there's 5G coming. I don't know if that is relevant to agribusiness, but uh, can you give us a sense of what kind of uh, things might be possible uh, you know, with application of AI in agriculture?
1: Yes, uh, I think the agri ecosystem is moving phenomenally fast now. With you know, lot of uh, I would say next gen entrepreneurs entering and uh, trying to bring you know AI applications which have already fa- found a strong foothold in other industries. So I'm very excited about that because. You know, uh, I see applications uh, of AI divided into primarily, primarily three categories uh, in agriculture value chain: the downstream, midstream, and upstream. Uh, the largest uh, application of AI I see in midstream, because uh, uh, there uh, it is it is purely supply chain; it is purely transactional. It is purely uh, industrial IoT based uh, applications that can be, you know, put into uh, to generate data and analyze for better profitability or, you know, whatever benefits that an AI solution can accrue uh, at a procurement, an AI solution for, uh, you know, uh, logistics, an AI solution for ensuring quality, uh, an AI solution for Uh, you know, building more storage, uh, understanding of food loss, waste not happening. So I think uh, a massive applications of AI in midstream is just about to explode. And uh, people who have applied AI in multiple of, you know, multitude of other industries in the midstream segment, they will find that segment to be very, very attractive in agriculture and food. Mm. Upstream remains uh, a big daddy of AI for some time now, I think since around 12 12 years since, you know, uh, Climating started with the whole proposition of data and working on, you know, farm side applications and a lot of startups who who worked on, you know, field, field log kind of, you know, applications wanted to ingest AI. Uh, Then there are a lot of applications around image processing for farm using drones and satellite. <clears throat> i think uh, they will mature uh, very soon and uh, they will be able to get some commercialization done uh, which will which will boost their uh, you know, acceptance but uh, also similarly farm machinery uh, you know blue river and there were a lot of ai applications around those kind of you know products uh, that needed uh, more mechanization but uh, the issue remains about at ad- you know, adoption of such technology uh, or what is the value add that, uh, you know, that AI substitute or AI driven product is bringing to their decision making or enhance their, you know, workforce. So, yeah, uh, I'm still, uh, I mean, I'm very hopeful of, you know, farm based um, or on an up, uh, upstream uh, kind of, you know, applications that will come. Uh, But let us see how how that progresses. Uh, We'll have to watch it. But uh, midstream is extremely, extremely potent. And uh, downstream applications of agriculture, um, I think around the food or a D2C, or if you talk about, you know, a lot of these plant-based, these products are coming. I'm I'm not sure how how, uh, the AI analytics can bring in a lot more value add, but I think that there might be some applications there. So I think I would, if I were to rate all these AI applications, it's a very exciting time. And uh, people who have understood it, they will definitely be bringing, uh, they will be jumping into this, you know, huge market of agriculture and food. But the largest adoption will probably start with the midstream uh, and the picking up of the upstream and downstream gradually over a period of time.
0: Excellent. Uh, Insightful conversation, Uh, Taran. uh, Thank you again for making time for this. And uh, we hope to keep the conversation going.
1: My pleasure. It was such a pleasure to be here, Hari.
0: That was Taranjeet Singh Bhamra. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.